mode. I'm so tired. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Taking a sip of water and we're going. Let's do this. Hey everybody. Welcome to the Awkward Introverts Guide to the Apocalypse. The podcast that is going into the dark, dark places for you. And my name's Josephine, really. And I'm Zombie Dio. And I'm going to let you take the lead now. Because my brain's broken. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, well, Wastelanders and zombie hunters and whatever kind of person you want to be today. Everything <laughs> that falls in between those lines and such. Exactly. Today we are going to be reviewing the 2000 movie, The Mist. Done. 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 Sorry, I had to join in with it. Right? It was suggested to us by Alan on Facebook, so thank you very much. What up, Alan? I, I wanted to cry when I saw it was The Mist because I watched it a few years ago and I swore I was never going to watch this movie again. And yet here we are. And here we are. So, if, if that doesn't show how much I love this, these, the I can't talk now. If it doesn't show how much I love all of our listeners, then... I don't know Nothing what else does. does yeah. I you... swore up and down I would never ever watch this movie again. Did you know that there's a TV show? Yeah, I knew that there was a TV show. I've been avoiding watching it because of the movie. We <laughs> might have to watch it now. It might be our only choice. It, it might, and you know what? And before we get into this, it's not that the movie's bad. No. That made me say I was never watching it again. We'll get to that part. <laughs> Remember that this is not a spoiler-free movie review, so if you don't want to have the mist spoiled for you, you should go watch it before listening. You should anyways, because Stephen King has said anyone who ruins the ending of this movie should be hung. <laughs> so, he is for the sake of intense. not being killed by Stephen King, please just pause the episode, go watch The Mist, and then come back. If you hit haven't, then it's not my fault that we're spoiling the ending for you. On another note, there is a movie where Stephen King is the killer. I don't know if you knew this. I don't remember oh, what it's called. It. I watched it. It was on Prime. It was just real campy horror. And it was amazing. I love that. Yeah. He just, he liked to quiet in the town or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes a cameo in most, uh, it used to be all, but now it's most of the um movies that are based on his work yeah so if you haven't guessed the mist is based on the 1980 novella by stephen king and it's a little over two hours long so make some popcorn <laughs> and go pee before you start watching it yeah don't start it after your bedtime either some of us learn that one the hard way <laughs> all right and i'm gonna apologize if anyone can hear me like sucking on my water bottle I've gone from regular thirsty to advanced thirsty recently, so <laughs> I'm so, so dehydrated. So, anyway, you haven't been following your hydrate rule well, that thing. you see at, like, the end of every episode. <laughs> that's the thing. I sit and I drink water all day. I'm probably, like, drinking four 32-ounces bottles. Anyway, four 32-ounce bottles of water, like, every day. 
Well, shit. <laughs> I know. I'm just very thirsty. Okay. So, the synopsis of The Mist is, after a powerful storm damages their main home, David Drayton and his young son head into town to gather food and supplies. Soon afterward, a thick fog rolls in and engulfs the town, trapping the Draytons and others in the grocery store. Terror mounts as deadly creatures reveal themselves outside, but that may be nothing compared to the threat within. There's a zealot, oh, psh, where a zealot calls for a sacrifice. Man, I was doing good, and then I totally <laughs> screwed that up. No, you're good. You only messed up once. But this is has been the most informative synopsis we have read so far in our uh, reviews. Yeah, I agree. So. It's not that random kind of generic synopsis. Right. Yeah. You'd think my brain would work. Anyway. <laughs> so at the beginning of this movie, it starts with um, the Drayton home, and you can see this huge storm rolling in, and you see David, who's the main character. He's an artist. You see his art studio. And then you see a tree crash through the window. Also, you see that he's working on a particular piece that is a reference to the Dark Tower. Another yeah. Stephen King series slash my favorite Stephen King series. Right. Also, great post-apocalyptic writing. <laughs> so, just throwing that out there. Go on. Okay, so in the morning following, they go outside to assess the damage, and um, David's kind of just bitching about the fact he didn't take his newly finished art to the basement with him, and he's mad about the tree, and then he finds out, like, his boathouse has been smashed by his neighbor's tree, and apparently this tree has been an issue in the past, but, mm -hmm. so he goes over to talk to their neighbor, they start, like, playing nice, um, He's, and he's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to the store, whatever. <laughs> neighbor decides, the neighbor, his name is Brent, mm -hmm. asks if he can have a ride. So it ends up being David, Brent, and David's son, Billy, make the drive to the grocery store. And it was funny to me because um, the, the grocery store is called the Food House. <laughs> it's a great so, name for a grocery store. So I laughed about that. Um, um, if there's any Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans, um, Brent is played by the same guy who does Captain Holt, which, he's hilarious in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and it was very funny to me to hear him yell out cocksucker at some point in that whole thing, because <laughs> it's like, I only see him as this one character currently, so. Right? Isn't that, isn't that, like, the funniest thing when you, like, know somebody as one character and then they're trying to com like portray a completely different character. Yeah. I immediately liked him because I was like, oh, hey, it's him. And then I was like, right. oh, wait, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> right. Like, I had a similar experience recently. I can't think of the actor's name mm -hmm. right now. But it's the, the guy who plays Fez on that 70s show. Oh, yeah. So, um, he plays... Fez and that, and then he played a character on the ranch, and they're both really, like, comical-type characters. Mm -hmm. And then I was catching up with um, my boyfriend. We were watching NCIS, and then he played an agent on NCIS, and he's so serious in that one, and I just, I couldn't take it seriously. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just because I just, because we had just, like, rewatched that 70s show, too, so yeah. I was just like, no, Fez stop it <laughs> knock it off exactly like you're not serious what are you doing here yeah so you but, know and and i know there's a lot of that's a real struggle for actors and actresses they get um nailed down as one type of character mm. and it's hard for them to expand so i i felt really bad like not being able to take him seriously and and ncis <laughs> because obviously he wanted to broaden her, his horizons. Yeah. That's hard, though. It's like, especially when you have that character, like, so ingrained in your mind. Right. So. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, also, when they went to the store, Castle Rock was mentioned. Another Stephen King creation. 
he's pretty pop he, not popular he's pretty uh, known for tying in his works or having like random little things about his other things in books and stuff uh-huh it's quite interesting like there's so many different references to just like all of his series yeah yeah i hope that sentence made any sense whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> The point is, is if you're reading a Stephen King book, chances are you're going to get a little thing from a different Stephen King book. Right. So there. Or characters will be mentioned. Sometimes full-on characters will be in others. It's interesting, and I like it, because I like it when universes tie together like that. Right. There's mm-hmm. a series on Hulu, and I can't think of it, what it's called, on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But it's based on... Uh, Stephen King series by the same name and like it was fun to watch it because there was references to Mm -hmm. a lot of his other well-known works too like there was references to like Carrie and Shawshank Redemption and um you're thinking of Castle Rock yeah Castle Rock there we go the place I just mentioned (laughs) fucking A (laughs) (laughs) so apparently neither of our brains want to work sorry listeners oh goodness Gravy. I need to get caught up on that one, actually. I, uh, I do, too, because there's I, been more episodes released since I last watched it. I hear tell that the nurse from Misery ends up in one of the seasons. Ooh. And she is my jam. I love right? Misery. One of my top favorite Stephen King books. I I have... I've oh, Unfortunately, I've never read any of the his books i have watched a ton of his movies but i've never what like i know i know i haven't sat down and actually read his books because like i was always reading all kinds of other shit like when i had time to read and then i just haven't had time to read in years that's it i'm buying you some audiobooks for your birthday it's a travesty (laughs) because you have to read misery it's so good and i remember watching misery as a little girl. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's not a show you should be watching as a little girl. Right, but Kathy Bateman is now one of my favorite actresses. Oh, oh my gosh, she's my mother. So <laughs> I decided, I, in case she ever right. hears this podcast, you've been my mother since I watched Fried Green Tomatoes. So <laughs> that oh, was the start man, of I it. Could, I could gush about her. Like I everything her. I see her in, I just. I think it's gold. Like <laughs> I, I absolutely adore her. So, wow. Okay, we're getting a little off. We're barely right, in the so store. In the we're in the grocery store, right? And I thought it was really funny because the storm happened the night before, mm-hmm. and like it made the front page of that paper. And it's like, no, no <laughs> like that's not how that works. It's, it's not gonna be front page news first thing the next morning. Like mm-hmm. maybe that. Like, maybe the next day, seeing it as it's a newspaper, but definitely not the morning, like, right after it happened. So that was funny to me. And then, so, um, David's looking for supplies. Billy says an offhand comment about Brent's tree um, breaking the boathouse, and he gets pretty pissy after that point. Mm -hmm. And then you see some soldiers come in. And then you see their MP come in and say that their leave is canceled and they have to report to the base, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And that he's going to go to the pharmacy and talk to more people. But all leave is canceled, they have to go back. Mm-hmm. So he walks over, and then, like, you just hear these sirens. Everybody's freaking out. <laughs> like, they're like, what is happening? Like... It's seen police siren or police officers and a fire truck go by, but you know didn't think really anything of it because there was such a big storm. Mm-hmm. But as soon as like the actual warning sirens go off, they're like, "Uh, shit." <laughs> you know what I really liked is that it was like the old fire sirens. Yeah, and that like always gives me the chills because it makes me think of Silent Hill. Right. And then to have that fog rolling in, it's just like, oh my god, yes! Silent Hill! Right, and then, like, the earth starts shaking, 
And I noticed in the shaking scene, one of the people playing in extras was like giggling and laughing. Oh my gosh, I didn't even see <laughs> in the that. Of the screen, and I died a little. I was I giggled about it, and I made Ooh. note of it. Obviously, obviously, like how can you not? Right. <laughs> so then, um, they see like the fog rolling into town, and um, some this old guy. I didn't catch his name. I honestly didn't catch the name of a lot of the characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes running out of the mist and he's bleeding all over and saying that the mist had taken his friend. And then, um, let me see. Oh, maybe. Oh, I screwed up my notes. So he comes, kept running out. They hear gunshots and screams. And then the building shakes. So that's where I messed up. You're good. I don't think anyone's, like, gonna write us in and be like, you mixed up events? How dare you? Right. I don't know. I gotta pause real quick, because my newly four-year-old decided to come, like, stare at me through the door, and then he didn't shut the door. (laughs) (laughs) So. Don't you just love it when they, like, open doors and stare at you, and then leave? Like, creepy little demon? Go away. (laughs) You should be in bed. Don't come out here with your demon eyes. Right. Oh, he can hear his dad talking in the living room. So Ah. he knew to come this way towards me because I wouldn't yell at him because he knows I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got it figured out. Oh, yeah. He's he's too smart. He's too smart for me. (laughs) That's fair. Well, anyway, so then there was this kind of heart-wrenching scene to me. And it's this mom talking about how she needs to go home because she left her two kids at home because she was just supposed to be picking up stuff real quick. Mm-hmm. And that there's, I think they were six and eight. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that is so young. Right. She left home alone. Also, fun fact about that actress, that's Carol from The Walking Dead. Yeah, no, there's a lot of... Um, different people in this movie that go on to um, play in The Walking Dead. I know, and, and I was there. very fascinated by that little tidbit. Yes. Right? Well, anyways, she's talking about how she needs to go home and that nothing's going to stop her because she needs to go make sure her kids are okay. And then she keep, was, like, begging people, like, anyone to, like, go with her. And then, like, as she leaves, she's like, I hope you all rot in hell. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, oh, oh, baby, no, don't go. <laughs> But she comes back later, and I love it. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite thing about this movie. All-time uh, favorite thing. We'll, we'll wait and we'll talk about that when it happens, because I got a lot of real fills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. So she leaves, and then David goes to the back room to try and start the, like, see what's wrong with the generator. And then he hears, like, these loud noises, and the door starts shaking to the storeroom. And he's, he's like, what the fuck is that? And he goes to tell everybody about it. And they're all just like, oh, you're crazy. Everything's fine. You're just being scared. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so we're back in the, like, warehouse section, back room, whatever you want to call it in this grocery store. Mm-hmm. And they take Ollie, which, by the way, is like a secret badass. I know, <laughs> and right? I kind of love it. He's amazing. Yeah, like, like, his character at the beginning comes off as somebody, you know, that's just, like, going to be meek and quiet. Mm -hmm. And then, total secret badass. (laughs) I'm just like, damn. Damn, Ollie. Right? Like, where are all these hidden skills? (laughs) You're just, like, this quiet guy who works at the grocery store. I know. And he's just a gunslinger and everything, like lord i know he just like has like a ton of hidden talents and i love it right so okay so it's um david ollie um the bag boy norm and then these two random mechanics like i said before i didn't write down every character's name i kind of feel bad about it but i i felt like i was looking like writing down a billion things <laughs> and I was all like it's fine it's fine they go to the back room 
And David's trying to stop them because he's like, no, there's something out there. Don't open the door. And Norm's like, you bunch of pussies. And I'm just like, damn. Seriously, that kind of like, attitude. Right, like, he's a teenager, so it makes sense. He's, but it was funny to me. I'm just like, yeah. He's like trying to show them all up. Well, you know, when you're a teenager, you gotta, you gotta seem tough. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely something I would have said if I was in that situation, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Not me, because I was a tender teenager, and I would be like, (laughs) I've played enough Silent Hill to know what's out there in this fog. Nice try. (laughs) Oh, goodness, gravy. So, they open the door. This giant, like, octopus tentacle from hell freaking comes in, like, rips apart norm they slam the door back shut and like it's just like flopping around i'm just like oh god (laughs) yeah yeah i love that by the way i like i really liked the design of the tentacle right no it's really it's really cool i was reading some things and they were saying how they when they were creating creatures that in the book it's very vague so they were just kind of going off of what they felt but they wanted to they wanted it to not look like any other movie monster before yeah, it. Yeah, I really, so, I think that the direction they went with the monsters was really a stroke of brilliance. Oh, yeah. But I, that might just be that I love weird monsters, so. Right? Like, I, I loved and hated the fact that they went with, like, bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, because I was like, yay, bugs! Right? <laughs> But, yeah, no, I, I thought that was cool as hell. But r- I got really annoyed with this scene because those two grown-ass mechanics were, like, rationalizing letting Norm go and being torn apart. Yeah. Like, they said things like, I didn't twist his arm, and I'm not making excuses, I'm just saying. And it's like, no, you're making an, you're, an excuse, you're and you're literally a grown-ass an man who just got a teenager killed. Yeah. Like, oh, that that kind of stuff irritates me in real life so i get irritated with it in movies too oh yeah it makes like, sense. like i'm not making excuses that's an excuse right there yeah just stop <laughs> <sighs> open the door yourselves weirdos right I those characters were frustrating one in oh. particular so like mrs carmody or however you say her name mm-hmm. fuck that bitch <laughs> the super religious lady yes yeah she yeah she was she just oh my gosh she was just so overly rude to everybody too oh unnecessarily rude like that one lady like reached out to her and was like hey it's okay you know if you need someone to talk to and she's just like oh that whole line about if she ever needed a friend like her she'd just like squat down and shit her out or something like that yeah, it was just exactly. like exactly. I was just like, "Ouch, you bitch!" Damn, lady, could you like? like she ha- had chill? a lot of really like crass and harsh like one-liners, and you know, yeah. supposedly being this super religious saint. But yeah, no. I mean, she was just cutting. Like, damn. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I could handle being around someone like that at all. I think I would immediately be like, yeah, I'd rather go out in the fog. Bye. (laughs) Oh, God. Same. Same. Like, I'll be squished by whatever that giant creature later freaking is. (laughs) Like, fuck this. (laughs) Listen, like, all the monsters are going to do is physically hurt me. They're at least not going to emotionally hurt me. (laughs) So. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, yeah, I'd rather go with the monsters than hang out with that lady. Right. And then it was, it was kind of funny because they like, so the men who were in the back of the store, they go back out front and they're trying to figure out how they're going to let everyone know what's going on without freaking people out. But then they realize that the front of the store is plated glass. So mm-hmm. they have to tell people what's going on because they need to try and reinforce this. Mm-hmm. And I have a real issue but the whole reinforcing glass, but that scene happens then. Not quite yet. Okay. But. I'm interested so, to hear your thoughts on this. 
So they tell everybody what's going on and people think it's a joke. So they take a group of people back into the back room and that tentacle gets pierced and it just turns into acid goo. (laughs) Which I thought was like, that's so convenient. Right? Like, I thought it was a little, I don't know, that part was a little much. Like, special effects wise for me. Yeah. But, Well, and just like, it sat there for a real long time and then someone like poked it and it turned into acid goo? It doesn't really make sense. Like, what would cause that physical like reaction or that right. chemical reaction even like you would think that getting cut off would have done that. To yeah, exactly. So I, it was a little convenient and a little odd. Yes. But so then a whole bunch of people still think it's a joke. And Mrs. C, as I referred to her in my notes, got, gets smacked for being a stupid oh, bitch. Gosh, that felt so good. It felt so good. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh. Hit her harder next time, please. Man. Also, did it just, like, make your skin crawl when she was, like, touching that little girl's face? Oh, my God, yeah. No, oh, it was it was, it was disturbing. And it was, I was even more disturbed by the fact that, like, the mother just, like, let it happen. Yeah. Because if somebody, like, put their hands on my kid's face, I would be like, no, nah, you need to back off. Yeah, especially someone who's spouting weird religious nonsense. Yeah. It'd just be like... Lady, nah, step back. Ten right? feet back. At least. Like, ugh. So, then, a group of people, that includes Brent, is like, we're leaving, there's nothing out there. Like, you guys are all just racists, and, like, we're not on good terms, because he was a big city attorney, and he's having a fallout with David, the artist. Mm-hmm. And they've been in court against each other before, so... He believes that David's just trying to make him stupid and that the town folks know David, so they're being on his side. And, you know, like, I don't blame him for his feelings on the matter, honestly. No. Like, they're they're extremely valid. Yeah, um, I agree. So, him and his group of people want to leave. And a guy mentions that he has a gun in his truck. And so this biker guy is all like, well, like, I'll come back, but I'll go grab the gun. And they decide to put 300 feet of um, rope around him so that they'll know, like, he at least went 300 feet and it was safe. Mm -hmm. And he goes outside with with the group of people that are leaving. And it's just like, okay, like, that dude was kind of a badass for volunteering himself. I know. I thought that was real nice of him. Right? So... They all go out, and then it's just, like, instant carnage. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, man, that rope burned, though. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't quite understand why they held onto the rope, like, while it was pulling. Oh, God, right? And then, and that never gets mentioned again, because that would have fucked David's hands up. Oh, my God, it would have. Like, I've had rope burn on my hands, and, oh, that is just, it's so painful and awful. Right? And, like, they had the whole, like, sizzling sound effect and, yeah. like, the little bit of smoke coming off of his hand. So you know it would have gone oh, deep. Yeah. But it is never referenced again. His hands don't look damaged in the least. Yeah. For the I, remainder of the film. When it happened to me, it was one of these leashes. And I always tell people, do not use retractable leashes. This is, they're awful, okay? There's nothing right. better about a retractable leash. But in my case, I had a dog on a retractable leash before I was smarter than what I am now. Yeah. And I went to grab the leash part like an utter ding-dong, and I got rope burned from that. And it, like, it was so, so painful. Right. Like, one of the most painful things I've ever done out of stupidity. <laughs> oh, God. So Yeah, no, you, you have been very um, forthcoming with your feelings about retractable leashes since then, too. Yeah, I hate those things. <laughs> They're... <laughs> That's just awful. They're not good for a number of reasons. <laughs> and right? freaking getting burned is one of them. Yeah. Yes. So there's and, that whole scene. They feel the line go slack. So they're pulling it back in and they end up like seeing that the biker guy is completely chopped in half. Like, yikes. 
just just his bottom half comes back with the line. The rest of him is gone. The rope is bloody. Mm-hmm. Like he's freaking out. And then they decide they need to start blocking the windows. And I feel like they did it in the worst possible way. Because later on, they magically bring out plywood to to fix some cracks. It's like, why didn't they start with putting plywood up? Or, like, why didn't they, like, stack the dog food differently so it would have covered more of the window? Or get more of the dog food out of the back? Because later you see that there's more dog food in the back of the store that they didn't use to cover the windows. I feel like the shelves. Like, they should have all just, like, like, reinforced the back room where there was no windows. Because, like, yeah, it's a small town grocery store, but, like, the refrigerated section on even some of the small grocery stores, you can still get things, like, through the back of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it would have been safer to, you know, like, try to keep the the main blocked off, obviously, Mm -hmm. and then to take in, like, small reconnaissance missions to get food throughout the store than to, like, try and fix all of the plated glass. Whereas you would just have to, like, block off the loading dock and stuff in yeah. the warehouse. With how many people there were there, they probably could have moved, like, basically all of the supplies before night came around, too. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I get it. It's a movie and it was mm-hmm. a book. So, <laughs> you know, you makes just, sense for yeah. it being that. But realistically, they were so stupid about it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they could have just come up with a much better solution. But then also the whole, even having lights on. Why? Oh, at night, yeah. That Why? was going to be my this... next point. Y'all ever seen, like, a monster or zombie movie at all? Turn your lights off. Well, you know, like, once they, like, with the first, like, the first, like, giant mosquito fly hybrid, mm-hmm. like, when it came to the like illuminated windows they should have you know put two and two together because everybody has seen like things go to um the light traps at night mm-hmm. like mobs mosquitoes and stuff but no they just like keep gawking and keep turning on more lights it's like you guys are a bunch of idiots <laughs> like, what are you aiming for here guys like it's a giant mosquito that's... Right? And, like, their whole, like, oh, we're going to soak mops in oil and then light it on fire. Oh, it's my like... God. What even was that idea? <laughs> right? Like, in theory, like, I can see what they were going for. But oil and fire, and you can't really, like, control where, like, things come, like, the oil coming off a mop goes. Like, Mm-mm. and if you're flinging it around with flames on it, oh, it's just, yeah, no, it was a terrible idea. It yeah. Was terrible. Like, why? Who came up with that idea, even? Like, which right. one of them? We like, need to what talk. what drugs were they on, and where can I get them? <laughs> Seriously. Like, that's... You do not want to be messing with buckets full of freaking flammable liquid. It's not a right. good idea. Come up with a better idea. Yeah. So, chaos ensues obviously because you know that that's the most rational thing to do is just like everybody starts screaming and running and people are still flipping on lights because they feel safer with lights and it's like no you got to turn those bitches off oh yeah like um some lady falls and she like completely snaps her leg but they don't ever reference that later either ah, like, she wasn't you see important her obviously break her leg but later when they're talking about the all the injuries and deaths sustained like she's not mentioned <laughs> Well, obviously she was not very important. Right? (laughs) Like, very, like, she was a side, side, side character. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, like, there's this teacher watching Billy while David's trying to help and slinging oil everywhere, catching a kid on fire. (laughs) Yeah. Like, total shit show. Total complete shit show. Like, this was, this whole scene was just a series of people making incredible mistakes. It's like, it, like, this, this movie does a good job at showing, like, like, when, what, how people crumble under pressure. Oh, yeah. Because, like, at first, nobody, like, 
they're all united, but then they, they can't agree on anything, and they start separating into groups, and then they just keep fighting about things, and then mm-hmm. it's just, like, chaotic last-minute decisions, and no, like, yeah. It's, ugh, it shows humanity at its finest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree. So but... then, this bug almost attacks Billy. We've seen it, like, bite um, the cashier the cashier and her face is like like swelling like had it in a very alarming rate oh yeah that was freaky to watch oh yeah and then um so billy almost gets um attacked by a bug um david pulls him out just in time for ollie to shoot the bug and the teacher who had been watching billy is like freaking out and she ends up overdosing in the night um, attempting suicide, or not attempting. She, she succeeded. <laughs> so, she committed suicide. That's what I meant to say. Hey! Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to figure out what's going on after that. Like, Mrs. Carmody is getting more people, like, convinced that they just need to sacrifice somebody to the gods. <laughs> yeah. And that's what God wants, is the creatures to need a sacrifice, and she's spouting all this crazy nonsense and more people are going up over to her viewpoint. It's just like, oh my gosh. Oh, goodness, lady. You are just making yeah. everything so much worse. Yeah. Listen, lady, there's a time and place for uh, cults and in the middle of a crazy fog containing monsters is not the time for a cult. Take right? It. Best thing happens right here. This this old lady throws a can of food and oh my straight up God. And I was just like, yes, more of this, please. That felt even better than the slap scene. Oh my God. Because right? it was just like this little old lady who's just like, I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> right? And that bad old lady turns out to be a secret badass too. Because Seriously. she volunteers to go to the pharmacy because. The guy who got burned, like, his brother is also in the store, and he can't stand to see his brother, like, in Mm -hmm. so much pain. And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to need medications. Because for some reason, like, this grocery store, maybe it's one of those towns where, like, things are exclusively in certain stores. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not more of a modern grocery store where there would be a small pharmaceutical section, especially since, like, it's kind of told that this is a tourist town. Mm-hmm. and such so maybe like all medications are basically exclusive to the pharmacy that's what I'm what that's what the gist I'm getting out of yeah this. but she volunteers to go to the pharmacy along with David and a group of people because they're like all right we're gonna go we're gonna go save any survivors over there we're gonna get meds it's gonna be good <sighs> pharmacy <laughs> oh that pharmacy Ooh. and it's called King pharmacy which is very fitting huh that seems that sounds familiar but i can't think of where i've heard it but go on they go there and they walk in and it is like straight up out of my nightmares and still all you listening this is not the reason i was never gonna watch this movie again (laughs) it's not this scene even though ugh, because i don't like spiders I'm not one of those people who's... I don't know. I've just never liked spiders. Not since I was a kid. Like, I hate tarantulas. Like... I think they're so cute. (laughs) I've never liked spiders. Like, I used to be really scared of them. I'm not scared of them anymore. Like, I can squish my own own spiders because I'm a grown-ass woman. But I I still... I don't like spiders. I don't like being surprised by spiders. It's, It's an irrational fear. I just... I don't like spiders. So place is covered in cobwebs and it's just oh god no it's coming here (laughs) so but they go in and they hear the they can see the mp is rolled up like in spider web like Mm -hmm. he's caught and there's all these bumps around him and i instantly knew what was gonna happen (laughs) and he's just saying out he's so sorry and it was all their fault and then he just and then he can fill them inside him. And they're like, what do you 
me and you can feel them inside of you. And then he explodes in baby spiders. That like, is actually like one of my favorite scenes though. Alien style. Okay, here's the thing. Like when we talk later about how we rated this movie, mm-hmm. this saved um the gore for me because up to this point, like the blood is super like jello looking oh, yeah. and really fake. So I was like the gore was not well done to me, but this part was well done. Yeah. Like it saved the gore score for me because like I said, the blood looked really jello-y, like half um oh, half congealed jello, I guess. And super bright red and you know, so yeah, that lowered the not gore score the proper this blood lifted color. it back up. Yeah. Well that's good. So, yeah, no, it was disgusting, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I I just thought it was a fun scene. Which, right. thinking of that, it's just like, what's wrong with you? What happened to you? But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with the pharmacy, one thing stood out to me that probably no one else would notice, but, like, when, like, they showed them walking into the pharmacy, you could see what the pharmacy hours were through the glass which means like on their side from seeing them from the outside of the store they would have been completely backwards <laughs> oh like I did not even notice that so I noticed that it bugged me because I'm like that but and the other thing that bugged me about the scene is the spider's teeth they were really human like like hmm. they weren't like fangs they kind of just looked like dentures popped into the spider's mouth and that was really disturbing to me i hadn't even noticed that either really i guess it was just one of those small things and i was just like ew (laughs) it's an old man spider don't pick on him oh god he lost all his teeth they're giant (laughs) spiders that want to lay their eggs in you while you're living oof that's that is creepy But I don't mind spiders at all. I let them live in my house because I think they're beneficial. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, if a spider's not bugging me, I'll leave it alone. Yeah. Like, if it chills in its corner and it doesn't crawl on me while I'm sleeping, then it's fine. I mean, Unless I know it's, like, something, obviously. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be in my house. (laughs) But, like, daddy long legs, I always leave them alone unless they crawl on me. And then it's like, nope fucked up we're not friends anymore you done fucked up you crossed the yeah. line and the spiders that are like outside i leave them alone because yeah. that's their home they're not in my home i'm in their home so i leave them but i like it's parasitic to have them like you know come out of you to like be laid inside of you and have them come out and that does freak me out because the idea of parasites is just one of those things that gets under it's my under skin ha 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 Thank you, thank you. I just, I don't like the idea of parasites. I don't like the idea of something that should not be in my body being in my body. Right? I say as I eat garbage food. badass granny strikes again in this scene with a lighter and bug spray. So that was pretty cool. Oh my god. She's like the coolest. I hope I can be half as cool as her. Right? I want to be a cool granny when I grow up. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So, a few people in the party that went with David to the pharmacy get taken out, obviously. Then they return to the grocery store and they're freaking out, but they have supplies. The guy that they went to get the, the burn victim doesn't make it. Nope. But okay. um, Mrs. Carmody uses this to, like, prove she's right and they're wrong, and she gets about 90% of the store on her side. Which is insane. Yeah, and it's it's really it's really disturbing to me the the like depth depths that people will go to when they're scared. Oh yeah, like it's in, yeah, yeah, like oh. I mean, we, you, this is not like a long... in action in recent months. Yes. So, Oof. and this isn't a long period of time either. Is the thing is like no, this is like the next day, so it might be two days later. This is. This whole movie only takes um, the span of, like, two or three days. Yeah. Oh. It's, so just to have people be like, all right, this lady's right. She 
We used to think she was crazy, but she's right now, and we're going to do everything she says, including murder. Exactly. And then, so they catch up with um, one of the soldiers who was seeing the poor cashier girl whose face is so swollen to the point it looks like it's about to explode in spite of her. But um, he takes, they go to the back room and they find that his companions have all hung themselves from guilt over everything going on on the mountain. So then they they walk back in. Miss Cult Leader Carmody um, like start like hears from one of the people who went over to the pharmacy pharmacy that this, it was the soldier's fault so they just everybody like they start beating him they start repeatedly stabbing this poor kid he was like, so young too like yeah he was obviously just like fresh into the army and stuff so he might have been 18 19 yeah but that, yeah that's just really sad yeah and he's like trying to defend himself and saying what's really happening and they're all like oh He's not taking um, responsibility for his actions. And they murder him and they throw him outside to be sacrificed to the beasts. Oh, that really like hurt my heart when he like put his hand up against the glass and was like, please. Oh, I know. It's just like, he's a child still. Let him in. Right? Like, he would have died anyways because he was stabbed in the stomach and with no real medical Mm -hmm. help then. It would have been disastrous, but to feed him to a giant praying mantis like that. Yeah. Just, it was harsh. It was so harsh, and it was, like, just, like, really eye-opening to see how far these people had fallen from compassion and common sense. Yeah, to pure bloodlust. Yeah. And terrifying. Then... The people, the few people who are still on David's side on this whole thing, they start planning their escape from the grocery store because they're like, we cannot stay here with her. She is going to, like, pick us all off. We're going to be murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we, this is not a good long-term thing. So, like, they quietly, you know, start planning on leaving. They gather supplies. They go to leave the store without making a scene. Like, they don't want any problems. And fucking Mrs. Carmody (laughs) takes their supplies and then decides that Billy is the one who should be sacrificed next. Which, what the fuck, lady? Like, why? Right? There was no reason for him, for her picking Billy other than to hurt David. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. And the fact Uh, that all those people were gonna go along with it. Yeah. Like, talking about that one guy being a child, that is... A literal child. child. She is so young. It's insane. Like, what is wrong with you people? Right? And then the, like, new teacher in town whose name I didn't write down. Like, she's trying to protect Billy. And so Mrs. C is all like, take the whore, too. And it's like, really? Because, like, you don't agree with her. She is now a whore. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's how that works, don't you know? Right? Y'all can't see my eyes rolling just right out of my head. I, I can feel your eyes rolling from three state away, states away. <laughs> oh, perfect. I'm glad. <laughs> uh. But they, it turns into this huge fight. Ollie brandishes the gun. Like, he's mm-hmm. just going to try and, you know, scare people to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. But then he ends up shooting Mrs. C. And it was so like- sad. Like, I don't I don't condone murder, but it was so satisfying. I, mm, I mean, she was trying to kill a child, self-defense and all that. Right, exactly. Like, so, his yeah. actions definitely warranted. And then as soon as she's, she's dead, um, everybody backs up. And they're yeah. like, okay, you can leave. Oh my god. And then that lady on the way out when she was just like, you murdered her. And it's like, bitch! What were you gonna do? Right? You were just gonna murder a child. Like, don't yeah. even come at me. Right? Like, trying to make Ollie feel guilty. No, like, the poor guy already felt guilty, even though he had no reason to. 
yeah, like he obviously already felt felt guilty, and then just like pushing that on him, like yeah. Okay. It's just like, um, you don't even. You guys killed a guy already, and you were going to kill a child and a lady because this crazy person's told you to. Don't, don't even. Don't come at me with the M word, thanks. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-mm. So then the group that goes outside, they're racing to the vehicle, and they're just being picked off one by one. Yeah. There's probably, like, I don't know how they all expected to fit in the vehicle once they got there, because there was about ten of them. Mm-hmm. But they're all getting picked off one by one, including Ollie. Poor Ollie. And that was probably the saddest death of the whole movie. Well, now I'm not going to say that yet. No. To this point, that is the saddest death in the whole movie. I know. He deserved better. Right? I really... Uh, goodness. Yeah. Some so, I'm, I'm going to pause for a second right here for some backstory. I watched this movie probably three years ago, the first time, and what I thought would be the only time I watched it. I watched it three years ago. My boyfriend told me, hey, we should watch this. But just so you know, like, um, you're going to get real in your films. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, because I've, I've already admitted on the podcast, I'm pretty easy to, to get to cry right mm. and he's like no it's really gonna hurt your feelings and I'm like no it'll be fine it'll be fine yeah and he's like I I don't he's like it's like a train and I'm like whatever whatever <laughs> like listen I buddy got, I, I know <laughs> right I'm like I have seen some sad like endings to movies like I'm gonna cry I'm like I straight up was like I'm gonna cry it'll be fine yeah and he's like all right so we ended up watching this movie <laughs> <laughs> And, and how. And <laughs> how, indeed. So, they get into the vehicle, and there's five people left. There's David, there's Billy, there's the teacher, there's the old teacher, badass granny, and then an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And they go to the Drayton house, and they see what ends up of with David's wife. Which was so sad. And I was was so happy that Billy was asleep for that. Me too. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, no, it it hurt. I was like, oh, dang. And, like, I knew that, like, this was nearing the end of the movie. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is part, like, the beginning of the sads. So, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it really hurt the first time I watched. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It's fine. Um, So they keep driving. They see some giant monstrosity, like oh, I the, love the that size monstrosity lumbering across the road. Loved it. Yeah, no, it was beautiful. Honestly, <laughs> it was well designed. Like it I was, I really enjoyed that one. It was a beautiful creature. So they're they're going on the road through the through the fog. Like they pass like all these like turned vehicles including a school bus, mm-hmm. and then they run out of gas. Okay, <sighs> guys, last chance. If you haven't seen this movie, stop now and go watch it. Because yeah. this ending, oh my god. <laughs> Seriously. And it's like a really frustrating ending to me. Oh, god. So, they run out of gas, and they all just kind of, like, Billy is asleep. All the adults kind of just, like, look at each other and silently are like, yeah, we can't go on like we would rather die than face whatever is outside. They check the, ch- the chamber of the gun, and there's only four bullets left. And this is when I started, like, to cry the first time I watched it. I'm just yeah. like, oh, no, this is so sad. Like, one of them is going to have to, you know, deal with this. And I'm, I figured, you know, that was sad <laughs> yeah i'm like oh you yeah, this is sad like t- like tears falling down my face like this is, this is awful and it ends up being david and the worst part was billy woke up i like, know yeah so tears just streaming Ooh. down my face like silent sobs just oh no not Billy. well it was gonna have to be billy but he i didn't want him to wake up no like, I didn't want him to see that it was his dad, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm getting all sad, like, <laughs> thinking about this. Power oh. through. We're almost there. 
right? So then it then it ends up just being David and it's he just starts screaming and he goes outside and just to have the monsters eat him, which same. Like mm-hmm. that's what I would do. Yeah. And then the worst part the worst thing happens, guys. Like the absolute worst thing that could happen right now happens. Like David hears a noise and then here comes all the soldiers with all their flamethrowers and they're clearing the fog and they're killing all of the creatures and there's buses and Humvees full of survivors including the mom at the very beginning of the movie and her two kids. And I just... I lost it. I completely freaking lost it at this <laughs> ending. I was like, no, he just needed a couple. Like, if he would have waited, like, two more minutes, like, they would have been saved. That's a frustrating thing to me. Because it's like, they didn't even, like, try to come up with any other plans. They were just like, well, we're out of gas. Fuck it. Let's die. Right? I don't know. On one like, hand, I get it, because they're like, oh, we don't want to get killed by monsters. But on the other, it's like, fucking just, uh, come on now. Like, depending, yeah, and the fact that it's survivors they know makes me believe they weren't too far out of town. Mm-hmm. So, like, like they would have known where maybe a gas station was. Like, there's the whole power issue, but... Mm-hmm. They could have at least tried to siphon gas or something from one of the nearby vehicles. Oh, yeah. There are plenty they could have siphoned gas from. So, yeah, it would have been super dangerous. And, you know. But it's better than shooting your own kid in the head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, when I first, the first time I watched it, I don't know why. I thought, I thought Billy was going to be spared, even though that would have been worse. Mm -hmm. Like. I didn't think anyone would be able to shoot Billy. So I was like, oh no, this poor kid is going to be wandering around in the mist by himself. Like, with no parents. Nope. But no, like, this happens. And David just falls to the ground and he starts screaming this horrible scream. And guys, this ending wrecked me. It completely fucking wrecked me. And by when I say it wrecked me, I didn't just ugly cry. I ugly full body sobbed uncontrollably for 30 freaking minutes oh my god <laughs> the first time i watched this like uncontrollable crying and sobbing like this is a I hard ending handle the ending the first time i watched it mind you i was pregnant with twins but <laughs> yeah that'll like, do it maybe I'll, I'll i'll blame my reaction on that but when i re-watched it I, there were some tears. I didn't cry as hard, and I, it was only, like, silent tears, even because I knew it was going to happen, but it still hurt. It yeah. hurt so bad watching it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Strange thing is, like, the book had a more hopeful ending, which is a weird thing to say, because normally right? Stephen King, he goes hard or he goes home. Right? It's so. Like, it, it's Stephen King, like, even just watching the movie is like you read it to get hurt (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's gonna hurt you like it's it's gonna hurt you and you know it's gonna hurt you and you go into it anyway yeah there's been some stuff of his i've read that has fucked me up like bad (laughs) right (laughs) but yeah yeah so it's strange to have a movie be worse than the book yeah. Worse as in darker. Right, because when I was doing research for this, like, I've seen what the ending for the book was. And I was just like, oh, that does give, like, the vague hope that maybe that group of people found their way. Mm-hmm. Like, doubtful, but maybe. You never know, coulda. Right, exactly. The human race is a surviving race when it actually wants to fucking try. Right, and I read a lot of things regarding this that says that they the main message they take away from this movie is, like, to not give up hope. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the mom in the beginning, she doesn't give up hope that her kids are fine, so she ends up surviving with her kids till the end. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, David, like, 
is like continuously losing hope. Yeah. Excuse me. As the movie goes on, and then his wife ends up dead, and then he ends up having to lose his son as well. And then, yeah, he yeah. gives up hope completely, and everything's taken from him. That is. Yeah. And then the world, it's like, starts returning back to non-mist. <laughs> That's an interesting take on it. I like that. Right. One of the, my favorite things when I was reading um, things about this is somebody said. Most people can call this movie badass, but that ending was sad ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so hard. That's it's amazing. So whoever oh. made that comment about this movie, I agree 100%. <laughs> yes. That person should review mo- movies for a living. <laughs> right. Get them on the podcast. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, what would you rate this? Um, I ended up rating it a 3.5. Oh. So, high, a little bit higher than I rated 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was less harsh on it because it wasn't a zombie movie. But, like, it had some really redeeming qualities for me in parts. Like, there was some parts where I was like, this is a little slow mm-hmm. for my life. But... Like, there was enough to keep you interested, and yeah. it wasn't, like, dead slow. So, for, like, creativity, I gave it a four, because mm-hmm. Stephen King, like, yeah. he is the master of taking, like, like seemingly ordinary situations and completely turning them upside down. Yeah. So, I gave it a four for that. I gave it a three for special effects. Um because some of them were just kind of eh, but there was a lot of really good ones. Storyline gave a four because it had a nice flow to it. It didn't really get stagnant. Mm-hmm. And four I gave a three because it was going to be a two, but them spiders. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, well, for the originality of it, I did give it a three because, as you said, Stephen King. Right. Um... Shoot, what does SE stand for? Uh, probably special effects. <laughs> yes, thank you, it does. <laughs> I gave it a two. And, you know, for... At the time, these actually were probably pretty good special effects, but I think that lately I've been a little bit more picky because I've been watching a lot more older movies that use the practical effects, which yeah. I'm absolutely in love with, so... Yeah. I'm kind of out of love with CGI right now. No, like, because I totally I'm get that. Hipster. Because, <laughs> like, CGI is very overdone anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, when it's done well, it's nice. Like, I like it. I like it as a. I don't want it to be the main, like, mm-hmm. effect of it. Like, I want it to, like, coincide with whatever is actually going on. I just think that creatures when they are made with practical effects, are just so much more interesting to look at. And I don't know... Because it's like, they're still cheesy. But there's just something about the fact that people sat and handcrafted these things. Well, not only that, but, like, things in here where they have just, like, a sock dummy. So people who know where the creature's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But they can't actually interact with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas when, when somebody has built something, even if it's just, like, the head of whatever... Yeah. You're still interacting with that prop. So it gives it a little more. Yeah. You're not just staring blankly because you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. I so agree. I get where you're coming from with that. For storyline, I gave it a four for the same reasons as you. And for gore, I gave it a two because I just, I wasn't super impressed by the gore, honestly. Like, Fair enough. Like, the, Special effects and gore kind of went hand in hand for me on this one. Yeah, agreed. But, damn, I think this is the first movie that I've rated higher than you have. Well, overall, I did give it three machetes and a bowie knife. So we landed on the same rating, but... Oh, fair enough. We just took different paths to get there. Yep. (laughs) So, there you have it. It's a solid three machetes and a bowie knife. I don't think I would ever watch it again, and it's not that it's because it's a bad movie by any means. It's really good. I just, I am not so good with child death. And so it's like, eh, I don't think so. 
right? And like I said, I never, I, I thought this was going to be a one and done for me mm-hmm. because, like I said, it completely wrecked me the first time I watched it. And now that I've watched it t- twice, like I kind of like the fact that I watched it twice because I picked up on the like, even though it was many years mm-hmm. apart, like I still picked up on like the pharmacy door thing and yeah. like the ex giggling instead of being serious and stuff. So I love that you picked up on those things that. I didn't even notice. <laughs> like. I thought it was fun for me in that aspect, but, but yeah, I, I just don't want to hurt guys. <laughs> yeah. There's only some pains I want, and this is not one of the pains I want. This is not my kink. <laughs> yeah. Not the kink uh, shame, oh but kind of the kink <laughs> shame. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. What do you think? I think you're right, and special thanks again to Alan. This mm-hmm. was a great suggestion. I never, like, it never crossed my mind when we've been talking about apocalypse movies. So, no, I'm actually glad that I rewatched this. Yeah, I think it's a good one to watch at least once. Yeah, it's good. I recommend it to anybody who needs a good cry. <laughs> yeah, or maybe you could just watch it and then tell me what a pansy I am. <laughs> Whichever. I mean, though, if you don't feel sad by this movie, then, you know, you need to see a doctor. You need to go to therapy because that ending. Yeah. Youch. Gracious. (laughs) But if you want links to all of our social medias and the different platforms we're on, you can go to awkwardintrovertpod.fireside.fm. You can find links to everything on there if you look real real closely at the very bottom there's a discord link but i couldn't figure out how to put it somewhere bigger so that one's a little bit harder to find otherwise you can go to the instagram and there's a invitation to the discord in the bio there where it's been a, it's been fun over there i have been playing through fallout 4 and have been posting things like right after it happens on there and then posting it on Instagram a day later so people have been seeing my stuff on Discord first. Wow. So, come join the party. So fun. I gotta get up There's over there on Discord. Plus over there now so that's exciting. I need to get over there. I haven't yet. Right? I need to I need to start a discussion about <laughs> um, your intervention. No. <laughs> Just, just so when you, like the first thing you see when you go over there is like letters that say JoJo's intervention. <laughs> I don't need an intervention. <laughs> what I right? need is we just talked about a movie that like you purposely watched to cry. Yeah. Where I, no, if you want to cry, watch this. <laughs> it's the same I... with the whole puppy videos. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well. Stay safe out there. Stay hydrated. Don't give up hope. And, you know, wait five freaking minutes before shooting your family and friends. Right. Think of the alternative. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, there's gotta be alternatives. All right. And on that note, bye. Bye.